Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Radio 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com. I didn't mean to jump on in front of the horn section. Sam right. and Greg on this uh, Saturday, June 24th. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks up in Swanee. Up in Swanee. Up in Swanee, Up in Swanee, Georgia. On your, on your way to the lake. You mentioned Lakeland. That's on your I way I did to because it. we ain't got no water here. It has, you know, it's thoroughfare, no, no commerce coming through. I bring and, up Lake Lanier. And we got the home office of the ta- we, we got the home office of the Titanic, and we ain't got no water in this town. We don't have a. We don't have. A, we don't have a navigable body of water. The second time town. you said this word this morning. The second time you said that word. It's nice me to be to get that word it out is. this time, but I still can't say it properly. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we have no commerce on our water. No. Is that that be better? No, no, no. Savannah, Savannah has commerce. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So you can say the state as opposed to, and we both argued about where I believe why this this company is here. I absolutely believe oh, because the, the airport. That's right. Airport. There's a Hartsfield. Yeah. Which is why yeah. a lot of things are here. Yeah, absolutely. As we sit here on this 24th day of June, it yes. would have been after being born in 1901. Oh one. The birthday of somebody who's probably on a lot of folks' feet right now. Chuck Taylor. Well, not many folks' feet, but yeah, he is on. Oh, we're talking feet. about everybody well, wearing you know them what, Converse. You know what? what you mean? He's man? on. He's on folks' feet, but not for the original purpose. Right. A lot of people. That, that's a show shoe. That's right. That's a, that's just a like just like Jordans. Yeah. Well, no, Jordan. What people will actually Where are Jordans compete in Jordan. Match. Come on. Now. Yeah, there are people, but there's the people. It's a style well, thing. People actually compete in Jordans. And they also most of them wear some style. Well, yeah, well, they want making style. that money. He ain't making that money off the NBA players or athletes. Well, no, but I mean, there are people who play them, but I mean, you don't find nobody playing in Chuck Taylors. No, no, you know, but you no. see them wearing everywhere. Well, yeah. In everything. They were recreational in their fashion state. Also, we want to just kind of keep an eye out on what's going on out there in the Atlantic, in the Caribbean. There is. You it's know, that time of, of year. It's yep. that time of year. Now, do you know the name? We, we got one dissipated heading toward Mexico. Yeah. Uh, Yucatan Peninsula, and that's Brett. Brett. Yeah, I know we got B up to the limit. The next one you got to worry C. about. C is coming. Okay. C is Cindy. Yeah. You know somebody named Cindy? Uh, yeah. I actually used to know somebody, Cindy, over there, yeah. where our boy Jim, 
uh, bench warmers. Okay. We still okay. go over there real bad. Okay. So we got Cindy, and then we have the D. You know what the D is this year? No, what is it? Don. 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 Okay. And in a related story, Don Sutton became, he got his 3,000th strikeout on this day. Did he? I don't know where I pulled that from. Well, actually, where I do. Where did you get that? Where but, you, where you, where do you but No, find? it actually did happen. Don Sutton got his his 3,000th oh, yeah. strikeout I, I on this that. day. I don't doubt Joining that. a list of people who, far too many to mention. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, you just let me know what I need to know as far as what's going on locally. I'll be over here getting some coffee. Are you, is that what you're doing? No. you serious? Uh, you know, <laughs> local. A, a couple of things because uh, it's that time of year, when, especially for high school players or student athletes are playing, participating in summer programs, either in camps or in, you know, summer leagues or the, you know, 707 circuit that it is for high schools, which had several stops. Some were playing over at one at, at, at University of Georgia this week. You could find some over at Georgia Tech. Uh, playing one there that was the finals of the uh, Corky Kale Dave Hunter um, 707, which was a three-day event this year uh, that wrapped up. And then I stopped by one at uh, St. Pius X, uh, the George B. Maloof 707 yesterday. Saw a coach out there, um, the the winningest coach in the state, Coach Alan Chadwick uh, from Marist. Uh, won 417 games. So 417 Hang on games. a second. L- say that again because that's not – Something you should gloss over. No, I'm not glossing this is over the, that at all. No, I'm, I'm saying, but if you weren't. He is the winningest active coach in the state of Georgia. I didn't know that. At Marist, 417. And, you, and, and so he's out there. And if you've ever been to a Marist football game, they kind of don't throw the ball a lot. So you had a 707 when you're throwing the ball all the time. And so it was a little, little odd. I'm like, you know, it's a wing team that runs a wing. And they're out there throwing it around. Which, they, you know, it's, it's some competition. And it's great for your, your defensive because you're going to face teams that do throw it. So. It was a lot of fun catching up with him. And on the back of the of his shirt, the coaches had a slogan. I think it's, we, not me. Okay. It's like a slogan. And I said, so, Coach, what's that, you know, on the back of your shirt? He says, well, we're borrowing this. And the place we're borrowing it from is the NFL team, the Los Angeles Rams, coached by John Robinson. No. no, what are you talking about? Oh, now you mean? Yes. Okay, oh, but Sean, okay. Who, Man, well, who was his quarterback? Ah, I thought it was like some older time. No, no, it's it something. Okay. It's, it's, we're borrowing this from the Los Angeles Rams. And we have a coach out there at McVay. This is their theme right now. We figured we will borrow something. I said, well, he's going into his 39th season at Marist. He started coaching there in like 85. That's why I'm not and thinking he's, he's thinking he, somebody he, young. Yeah, but, but, but when you coach long enough to have one of your former players – Coach oh. a Super Bowl winning team, yeah, you know, and you figure this kid, well, kid, McVay's not a kid now, but you figure he's still carrying something that he took from you. Now you're getting something back from him, and I thought that was very cool, yeah, yeah, to, to see that. You know, if you if you hang around, you coach long enough, long enough, you it, get to, you, you get something back from one of your former players, and and that's like the theme or whatnot they got for the coming year, which which was kind of which kind. I, I got I, it. No, I, that's I, nice. I thought, that's I thought, nice. I thought, I thought I you brought that back you. around. That was good. You cleaned it up. That was good. <laughs> You got, my, you got my attention. Great, 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 great. Um, um, uh, let's talk a, a little baseball story. And, and we love to talk with CJ and Kelly Stewart and Lee and that organization oh, and what they do for folks, baseball. Yeah. They come on here. You talk about folks who get right down, get right to the point. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> get yeah, right do. to the point. Uh, no messing around. No messing around. And, of course, they do a tremendous job with using the sport of baseball to change some lives and save some lives of inner city youth. 
they have done a game now for a number of years called the Safe at Home game. They're getting ready for the ninth annual nine years, Greg, that they've had this game that has, um, you know, the, um, you are the lead ambassadors, Atlanta youth, taking on law enforcement. And the date of the game this year is Saturday, August 5th. Uh, the lead ambassadors are going to take on officers from the Atlanta Police Department, Atlanta Public Schools Police Department, Fulton County Sheriff's Office, and Georgia Tech Police Department. And they're going to play this game over at Russ Chandler Stadium. And if you read this, Greg, who is going to throw out the first pitch? Who's going to look? Look, you've you seen that? I have not seen it. So okay, take a look at it. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I got to go dig it up there. Hang some, on a second. Somebody, somebody's going to. Gonna, gonna, the, is that the mayor? No, somebody's going to have their arm. We're going oh, we, we to see somebody work their arm. They're going to use their arm to throw. We used to see him use their arm to throw a lot around here, but we haven't seen him do it in a while, and he recently said he's retirement. But he's going to show off his arm at this particular event. Hang on a second. I can't and switch you, over. They won't let me switch over here. I got the other page on. Well, you got it? Got the, you know, go ahead. Okay, tell okay, everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Well, well, you well, got I, an interview, and I had the other information on All right, all right. Oh, well, okay, well, the first pitch will be thrown by Matt Ryan. Oh. Matt Ryan's going to throw the first pitch for this game, and uh, we're going to see what kind of arm he still got. You know, in football, we have throw, you see if he throws, see if he does a baseball. Hmm. You know? We saw women Yana try to throw a baseball. Yeah, he got a – first of all, it's like for him it's a ping pong ball. <laughs> Secondly, he grew up in France, and he, he didn't, like, learn how to throw a ball. That's the first thing all fathers in America do. You, but that's just, just go play it. catch with your son. And that's just it, though. You talk about other sports, and you talk about why – you know, sports like like soccer can have you know premier athletes in other countries. They don't have like American football and baseball mm-hmm. in a lot of places like that. So you know, and and if you're seven five, what if, my goodness, what else you? That's do, why right? you ain't gonna find nobody else like him. Otherwise, you, we, we would have had a slew of Kareem's and Shaq's and 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 those special. But it's players. amazing how the guys this size now who are gonna sit now to bring the big man back to the league are foreign. That, that that is something we, we but know, it's not the at. big man, big man that we know because no, you don't play like that anymore. No, you don't play. So like you anymore. get up there and listen. You, you Pop is a, the perfect person because he was there when you had one player who was the traditional back to the basket player, David Robinson. But then you got Tim Duncan, who was just the opposite. Now, mind you, he wasn't considered a center. Yeah, he's power forward, but we all look at him as a center. Yeah, and he played face in the basket, right. and that's kind of when it changed. Patrick Ewing and boys. But well, we, we didn't have enough of those guys. Tim right, Duncan but it was the beginning and, of it. But you they, saw him. Dirk Nowitzki came. He was along those same well, lines. Dirk wasn't a center, though. But, yeah, but he, was. he was a tall guy. Dirk Nowitzki yeah, He played center. a little both. But the point is, he had a seven-foot dude who was facing the basket. Well, you you automatically put that dude down in the paint before that. Not, not anymore. Not, not no, 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 not, not anymore. anymore. No. And the thing of it is, the, the way the, the game was, was coached went away from that. You had Golden State winning, but the center wasn't even a factor. Mm-hmm. You know, well, see, the and Bulls. We talked about why you yeah, didn't the Bulls need won. It. That, was, that was Michael and Scott. You had a couple guards, a small well, you, forward, you, and you a guard. Had, you had centers who used their six foul. You had oh. you really you did. You, you know, you had Cartwright and other guys. You know, yeah, you, you got Luke six Longley. Fouls. You, yeah, yeah, you brought in a bunch you of dudes. Six fouls, but you did that with the Lakers too, because it was you know? Hackershack all the time. So you know? you know, and Phil Jackson coaching those teams saw that with those bull, with those Bulls teams. Uh, again. It's going to be interesting to watch this transition. I love being here when something new, bright and shiny, takes you know takes over yeah. and, and comes to the forefront. And it's going to be a minute before we get away from those Splash Brothers and those type of teams and those two gargantuans in but, Philadelphia but, 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 and Milwaukee. But, 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 but that's just it, though. Milwaukee, and it's going, you, you're, you're going to get to the point where you're going to have to have one of these guys in order to win it. 
I don't think you, you can go with a bunch of guards. We're going to see. I mean, I mean, I mean, Phoenix just made a deal this week, and they're bringing Bradley Beal in. They're going to have three dudes scoring points. Let's see what that gets you. I mean, that was supposed to happen in, in Brooklyn, wasn't it? You know You're what I mean? supposed to be. So, I mean, I think you get to the point you still got to have this big guy who can face the basket if you want to have a chance to win. I think that's what's going on right now. Speaking of basketball and the draft, uh, and we're going to get into that a little bit more coming up here with, um, you know, with, with Jr. Um, this draft, I think, showed so many different paths to the NBA. Either you college, or you with, you know, um, you know, the G League, Knight, or right around the corner over here, Overtime Elite. You had people coming out of that, so you got so many different paths. Uh, Scoot Henderson, he brought up from Marietta, Kale High School. Um, you know, we saw him drafted, you know, early in the, in, in the uh, and, and we expected that he would be. Uh, but if you were watching the draft after he was picked, you got to see what I think um, I've never seen before, a Georgia State student athlete in a national commercial spot. And that was his sister, Crystal Henderson, who is coming to Georgia State. Well, she's not quite Georgia State yet. She's incoming, but she's coming out to play basketball. She had her jersey retired. She scored over 2,000 points, like her brother there, and she's coming to Georgia State this fall. She was in a commercial spot. You know, with with her brother right. uh, on draft night. I don't know if you picked up on that, Max, but it was very cool. <laughs> you can go to Mexico. He's got a mouthful of coffee oh, or no, something he's else. Do that. He's, he's, he's got something coffee. going on back there. I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know if you noticed that, but I thought that was very cool to see Crystal Henderson in that spot. And shout out to everybody out of Kale High School. They got to be really uh, excited for having one of their own. You know, drafted. You Absolutely. Know, pick and um, and for her to be a part of it. She's posted a lot of pictures and photos from being at the draft that night. But who's here in the, in the commercial spot? I'm telling you right now, if I'm Portland, this is like the absolute opportune time to move off Dame. Yep. You think and so? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Dame to death. But, like, he clearly has made it known. I don't want to rebuild. I don't want to be around young guys. Okay, let's put you in a position where you should win. That's all. I think we all root for that for Dame. And then it's especially at this point in time of his career. Yeah. And then you finally need someone to, who are we going to build around. I think Scoot Henderson's going to be amazing. So it's like, okay, we move off Damon. What are the chances? It almost feels like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, what are the what are the chances you land mm. someone that we think is going to be that? I think Scoot is going to be as good as, like, Ja Morant. That's how good I think he's going to be. Wow. Even if he's not he's maybe as good, still. Yeah. And he can run the town because we talked about Orlando. Portland, they're the only game in town, right? right. And so, I mean, he goes there. He's going to rule that place. So it'll be big. Yeah, I, no, you get a bunch of stuff for Damian Lillard right now, and you get him out of – let him go. I don't know that I've heard him say he doesn't want to be the things that you name, but what I have heard him say regularly is how much he loves Portland. Yeah. So he's been saying the right things about being there and, more importantly, fulfilling his contract and leaving it up to Portland to put him out. Okay? People are trying to – I have never – I can't remember the last time I saw somebody pushing somebody as far as the just the, the – the conversation. Put him in Miami. We want to see Dame in Miami. That's where yeah. we want him to go. Yeah. From Stephen A. Smith on down, everybody's pushing him toward that team. I just and 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 blatantly getting out. How must the people in Portland feel? Or if that was your, if it was Atlanta? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Since we're talking basketball, I'm a little jealous of of one of the moves that took place. Because one of the things that we have talked about ad nauseum is what Memphis got. You saw the craziness with John Morant. You mentioned him that got me thinking about it. They got rid of Dylan Brooks, and you have that superstar there. 
Much like the superstar we have here, I'm not comparing the two games at all. What I'm saying is one of the things that we have said throughout this past season when there's been hiccups with, you know, the superstar here locally is, man, it, wouldn't it be great if there was a, a veteran voice in that locker room, yeah. a veteran presence? More importantly, to be also that presence on the court. There's only two of them dudes that I can see right now that's easy to name. One's in the East and one's in the West. One in the West is, is Draymond. The one in the East is Marcus Martin. And now he's with Memphis. And now John Morant has a voice he can't ignore in that locker room. Very quickly before we go on break, just to confirm, according to Chris Haynes, who's always been um, very close to Damian Lillard, he usually reports a lot of this stuff, Dame has made it clear that he wants to compete for a championship and he wants to continue um, and wants to continue and he wants a roster that can get him there. He wants that now and he does not want to wait. He does not want to get it, go through a rebuild and does not want to continue to play with younger guys to help them grow and get to the point. He just wants to win. Okay. And so I feel like that's kind of like, yeah, hey, I, I got I, I No, you're absolutely now. right. I just, like I said, I haven't heard that. It might have been written, but I've heard him say all the right things about Right, Portland. right. Yeah, he's been saying that's all the right I'm, things, you know. yeah. Um, but you see what I'm saying about, oh, yeah. about Marcus Smart? Mm-hmm. That's what this locker room, given the conversation and what we see with our eyeballs, boy, he could really use. Yeah. And you got but that. But is Draymond leaving now considering what Golden State did? No, he's he staying right there. That's why yeah. they made that decision. Right. And Bob Myers is gone. They lost. Listen, it ain't about losing players in that case out there. They lost their GM. They lost that president of whatever, basketball operation. That is, it's like losing the, what do you call it? The emblem. Jerry West. Jerry West. When he moved on, you know, that presence in the front office. So, yeah, I believe Draymond's going to stay now. Yeah. yeah. What's his face got? is his money. I had some fun with that in my house talking about Michigan guys who, once they got their money, they stopped shooting, <laughs> stop playing a certain see, way. See. I was having a little bit of fun with it. Uh, all right, coming up next, we are going to listen. This is the perfect person to have this conversation with and continue it. JR, yep. he is going to join us next. He's up and actually on his way to New York. But uh, JR Sports Brief, which you can hear here, and this guy is not going to talk just basketball, but he has connection to Special Olympics. That's coming up next. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. It's a beautiful Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this June 24th. A little bit more Max. See, this is the kind of song you want to hear exactly at this time on this day. Okay. Saturday mornings, yep. bright and sunny outside. Yep. It ain't, you know. Because we've, had, we've it, had our overcast. This yes, week. we have. And it doesn't feel like the Philippines yet. Not we ain't yet, getting but, 90 but degrees at 8 in the morning. By, by the time we get off, it'll be starting <laughs> to get there, right? It'll start, but we ain't there yet. So it's a beautiful morning. This would be a good night. Get out there. Not ideal, but you could actually do some jogging. Get ready for the peach tree. Yep. There's some people down there, but we can't see. We got a building in front <laughs> of us. They blocked his view. We, <laughs> we used to be able to see peach tree from up here. Yeah. You ready to talk to our, our, our friend Man, here? absolutely. Uh, well, you, so much so that I'll let you introduce him. I spoke to him yesterday. Okay. So you, I, I, day was before yesterday. Ready. I get to catch up. He is a man on the move, but yes, he's he slowing down just enough to spend some time a- with us. Ask him where he is. And for that, we're always grateful uh, on the Wait For It Down Hotline. JR is with us. JR, welcome. Always ready to catch up. So, where, where are you? I am still here in Atlanta. I'm on my way to New York. But he's at, are you literally at Hartsfield? 
I am about five minutes out from Hartsfield. Getting go. ready to check out the, the Red Bulls and Atlanta United, yes. Yeah, and we're talking about Hartsfield this morning. Anyways, got Sparks coming off his heels because he's got a couple things he's doing up there, just not Atlanta United. But we can we can start. Actually, I want to start with um, his thoughts on what we saw this past week with the draft. Yeah, with the draft. What did you think of that? I mean, we we saw a lot of players taking some different paths to get there too in, in this draft. That's one of the things I take away from it, Jr. How about you? Yeah, I mean, the draft is is so new. You got players coming over from Europe. Obviously, you have Wembenyama. We got the Thompson twins. Uh, you know, people see them at overtime elite. Most people have never seen an overtime elite game. We got college. And so it's not typical of, uh, hey, we got a guy who's coming out after one year, two years, three years. Like we have dudes coming into the draft from everywhere. And so it's a little bit different. It's, it's, it's the familiarity with the players. And it's not the same because everybody's coming over from overseas and college and the G League. So it's a little bit different of a draft. I think we got to get used to it. Haven't had a chance to talk to you since the NBA season ended, and we know that professional leagues tend to be copycat leagues. I don't know how you're going to copycat what Denver did, but the movement that's taken place since with Chris Paul and Dylan Brooks not being in Memphis and those guys getting Marcus Smart, the trades that have happened since then, what's caught your interest the most? Oh, man. What's caught my interest the most is is kind of what you said, Marcus Smart going down to Memphis, Chris Stapps Porzingis going up to Boston, uh, I mean, I, I think the Boston Celtics, I believe they peaked out with Marcus Smart. And you got to try something different. You know, people are arguing and screaming uh, about moving Marcus Smart like they won a championship. They've gotten close, but they didn't. And, yeah, Chris Stapps Porzingis is a big injury risk, but you got to try something different. So I'm real interested to see how that works up in Boston. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with JR. And it's always great to catch up with him. He is social. Uh, just follow him on Twitter. At JR Sport Brief, at JR Sport Brief. Okay, is this a game changer, generational talent that we saw in Victor Wembanyama? You think he's going to have that type of impact? And will it get to the point where if you don't have a big that can face the basket, maybe you don't stand a chance to actually win a championship? I think the answer is yes. I, I believe it's just a matter of health. I think, as we all know, when it comes down to Victor Wembanyama, we've never seen a dude move like that at seven foot five. He's nineteen years old. He has the opportunity, obviously, to keep on growing. We just hope that he's healthy. You know, people make the comparison of of Ralph Sampson. I mean, Ralph Sampson wasn't moving like this. And so I'll be real interested to see what what Victor Wembanyama does. And when it comes down to bigs in the NBA, I think, yeah, you want to have a versatile big. I mean, we've moved into an era of basketball where everybody one through five has to be skilled. Can you shoot? Can you pass? Can you score? And I think teams that have dudes like that one through five, I think they have a major advantage. Look at Jokic. What are your thoughts on what happened or didn't happen out at Golden State? It got rid of Jordan Clarks. I mean, um, yeah, um, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. And and we all know the backstory with that. My my reason for bringing that up is because could they stay at the party a little bit too long with this this core nucleus and not try and get somebody else in there? Because they've obviously pushed all their chips in the middle with Draymond. They're going to try and bring him back even though he opted out. But moving pool gives a clear message that, yeah, you were supposed to be what's next, but you got your money, you didn't really dial up your game, and if we want to compete again, we got to keep this score at least one more year together. Your thoughts yeah, on what it, happened with Golden State? Yeah, it's disappointing. I mean, they moved on from Wiseman, a seven-foot center in the middle of the season. They now get rid of Jordan Poole, who's a scorer, albeit an inefficient scorer, 
And so you, you look at moving two pieces who you thought would be able to kind of bridge the gap whenever Draymond and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry decide to step away. But I'm not mad at the Warriors. Nothing can take away from their dynasty, the years that they did have. Nothing can take away from four championships. They're just trying to stack on one more before these dudes get out of their late 30s. I mean, Steph Curry is, is pushing 35. I mean, these dudes are moving toward their mid-30s. And you add an older guy in Chris Paul at 38, the Warriors might look like a little bit of a retirement home, but they should be okay. But they do need defense. They do need size. They are ridiculously small. Also about what we did here in town. I mean, the Hawks with that pick is Cody Bufkin. They get a guard, and some people say, okay, we need to get a guard. Um, but but he's coming in, he's saying all the right things. He's got a lot of tools that he brings, you know, with him, and he's come out of a great program at, at Michigan. We got a, a four-year player also that, you know, that, that, that we drafted also out of, out of Penn State. And, uh, thoughts about what the Hawks were able to get in. Do you feel like some of these guys, one or two of them, may be able to be inserted and make an impact? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, these dudes are going to be on the, the, the other end of the bench. I remember we looked at, at, at A.J. Griffin, and he got some burn early on with Nate McMillan. And then when we had our new coach come in, I mean, Quinn, we, we didn't see him come off the bench too much. So I think the Hawks have some major adjustments to make when it comes down to the rotation. And then when, even when you look at the younger guys, I think it's going to be tough for them to get in unless we move some some pieces. I mean, we have so many guards. We have so many redundant pieces in the front line, the Clint Capellas, the John Collins, the, the guards. We know that Trey and, and DeJounte, they're going to be running the ball. You got both done by Yasvich off the bench. So it, it's going to be tough for the rookies to, to get some burns. So I'm not expecting much from them unless the Hawks really are able to make some moves here in the offseason. JR, I'm going to say this publicly. I said it when you were here before, but um, my respect for you grew infinitely. When, when you came on with us a month or so ago, and I've known you for a while, but I didn't know this one part of what you do, and it was your connection with Special Olympics. That, has, that, was, that was the thing with me since I was a kid. If I, if I had to focus on one thing I wanted to focus my charitable life on, it would have been Special Olympics. Then you come on and you talk about your connection with it, and then I found out you're going up to New York. Uh, the work you have done with Special Olympics, what is going on right now with the World Games in Germany? Um, why New York with this weekend and your connection with Special Olympics, but just overall, what's going on with these World Games and anything else we need to know about Special Olympics right now? Yeah, so it's awesome. Special Olympics, uh, the World Games is going on in Berlin, Germany. It's been running for about a week. It is their big shebang. It is their uh, a big every four years type Olympics. I've had the pleasure of checking it out uh, out in Los Angeles years ago. And, you know, every year they, they or every four years they pick a global location. And this year it's Berlin, Germany, which is a beautiful place. And they bring in athletes all over the world just to play sports at the highest level. So they pick some of the best athletes and they go out to Germany and they have an awesome time. Uh, specifically why I'm heading up to New York, it's because Atlanta United – and the New York Red Bulls are having a unified game. So we all know about the big match that's going to take place tonight. But before that match, they're going to have Special Olympics athletes and partners from the Red Bull team and Atlanta United. They're going to play a match on the pitch. So people with and without disabilities will have a chance to play football, play soccer at Red Bull Arena. They're going to have the entrances. They're going into the locker room. They're going to have the whole shebang. And so we're shooting an Agents of Inclusion episode right at Red Bull Arena when they finish that match. So it's pretty awesome to think that folks who 
wouldn't necessarily get a chance to participate in sports are putting on like a professional kit and they're going out onto the pitch and they're playing before the pros. That is fantastic. See, this kind of thing to make me cry. Yeah. When I was out there yeah. see being a part of something like yeah. that. Well, yeah, well, cry, but just No, be I mean, an emotion though. because, yeah. I, but, you know, yeah, you I know. have a charity when, when things are done surrounding that. It just, it touches you in a way that you, you can't describe. Yeah. And so I, I got mad love and respect for him for just being part. I wish, hey, a little bit of jealousy, too, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. I wish I was doing the things he was doing with Special Olympics. And his retort would probably be, I have no reason why I can't, right? Everybody has a chance to step up and, 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 and contribute in, the, in some way, shape, or fashion. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we all talk about sports for a living. We cover sports for a living. And there's so much power that you have in sports. And for me to utilize sports to, to make life a little bit easier for other people when you can, it, it ain't no skin off my back. And so it's fun. So to, whether I'm here home in Atlanta or whether I'm, I'm back up in New York, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing, man. There's so much we can do with sports besides yell and scream at each other, and, and that's what I do. And that's why I'm happy to, to be doing Agents of Inclusion. That's why I'm happy to be making this trip up to New York, man. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. But while you're there, I hope you can pull our home team through. It's that, that place has not been very kind to Atlanta United over here. It's <laughs> been a difficult place for us to get a win. And you know, we beat them for the first time in the regular season here a few months back, but it was here in Atlanta. It's always tough at that place. There's, there, it's a tough place to get a win. Yeah. Do, do you need me to like uh, yell at somebody on the way out the tunnel? Because if I need to do it, I, 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 I get them motivated. I try my best. <laughs> I try. You know, every once in a while, they got the visitors that show up in the broadcast booth, and for whatever reason, when they show up, it helps the team. Yeah. Well, he just needs to make a call to Conti. Yeah. Him and Jason, just have you go up there for a couple minutes in the broadcast area, and then. You will be bringing luck that way. Yeah. Hey, I'll see. I'll see Mike and I'll see Jason. So I'll I'll, I'll check in with them to see if I can uh, bring some good luck to it. United. I'm gonna try my best. And you be sure to tell them that Sam told you to do that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, I will. I will. Yeah, always always great catching up with you. Always great catching up. To, uh, and glad you guys had to spend some time with us hey, here this morning. Hey, was an, it? an extended invitation to JR to come join oh, us on, yes. on the 4th of July, oh, July man. July 4th, where are you? He's right in? down the – remember, he can walk over here. But is he going to be in town? I don't know. You going to be in town, man? Yeah, no. July 4th is the middle of the week, so I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta, man. Well, Thank no, God you, I'm you, home. You're going to be right in front of Colony Square joining us on the air. How about that? Come on over man. and hang out with us. We're going to yeah, be man. broadcasting right there, right in front of the Starbucks. I, I get you I get you a cup of coffee, whatever you Car to get on the elevator. You just can walk around front. Oh, there. Yeah. hey, good deal. I'll see you guys July fourth. The Pete, y'all, y'all not running. Y'all not running. No, no we no. watching. Everybody's yeah, gonna yeah, come yeah. running we're by. Not... We're gonna wave at them. We're gonna wave at them. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I always tell people if they see me running, then you know something's going down. So some days is over for me. <laughs> All right. Well, then we, we're gonna book you. Consider yourself confirmed. We will give you a time later on, but just show up. Absolutely. No doubt about it, guys. Jr. Thank you as always. Travel safely, my man. We'll talk to you soon. Safe travels. All right. Blessings, guys. Thank you. There you go, JR. JR Sports Brief. Uh, again, I, I know it was a long-winded question, but, again, when it comes to Special Olympics and me talking about there's only one other thing that makes me get a little thing, misty a certain way is when I talk about the Alzheimer's, and, of course, that's a connection to your mother. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, But Special Olympics is just when you see them doing what they do and you start thinking about the families and what they've gone through, just get them to that point. And then you think about everyday life. I'll tell you somebody who, when that happens, it makes me think of on a regular basis. 
God bless him, and may he rest in peace. But we we all went through the journey with Ernie Johnson Jr.'s son. Yes, very much. And so that, you know, that's the kind of thing that pops into my mind, what families have to go through, um, special needs folks. All right, listen, we have got uh, Trent Dilfer conversation, believe it or not. I think this is the first time we're going to be talking Trent Dilfer. But he had something to say. It's, and, a, it's a, little, a little transfer portal pushback. Yeah, yeah. You know, whenever you talk about there's a coach from a football coach from Alabama that's got something to mouth off about, and, you know, you think it's that guy from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, no. They ain't him, huh? Not this time. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that coming up top of the hour. But up next, we're going into Max's world. And he teased something earlier in the show. I'm waiting to find out what that is. That's coming up next. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. Is this his walk on music now? <laughs> we can do that. We How can't have that? two people with James and we walk on music. We'll share James if he, if that's what he wants. I don't if know. This, if is, now, it, you, I know you played that. I wasn't sure because we don't normally play the same artist twice in the show. Yeah. We, got a, we have an array of music. Are you telling our audience now? That that is your walk on music. Well, this gonna... was in Sam's playlist, but now that I think we may have just killed two birds with one stone, this could be. <laughs> well, no, you got we gotta have we gotta have a all right. Yeah. No, we gonna have James everywhere. All right. Well, you know, I just I, maybe we have an influence on him. No, we know that. Okay. Yeah, but, we but, know that's right. Yeah, but he, he, he can't steal from us though. <laughs> he got to come up with more original. Oh all man. Right? Find an OJ song. He's been around. He's, he's, he's been around. He's been around here for a while, and he's kind of yeah. going to rub. What's that song? Is, what's, what's that song? You his mother likes Bill Withers. Yeah, we got him with James. We got to spread that out a little bit. Okay, you know. All right. But it was nice. I appreciate you playing it. Yes. I'm just thinking of the audience. They're hearing a lot of James. They're going, "Hey, where's the Springsteen?" <laughs> well, somebody's going to say that at some point. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, whenever I go through your guys' playlist, every once in a while I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this one. That's pretty good. And then so I was playing this. I'm like, all right, Sam, this is in Sam's playlist. So I was playing. I'm like, hey, you know, this may not be a bad uh, – that may not be bad to come onto the track with. So. Somebody's go. coming to town, rock band, that you couldn't pay me to go see. And they're very, very popular. Yeah. And I think we played one of their songs last week. Yeah. But The Cure. Oh, you wouldn't go? No. Because it's that, – that Robert Smith, that lead singer – He's just he's you know he's an acquired taste, but they pack places. Yeah, they you can do. say that about anybody. Yeah, right? I'm not. I'm. It's and, just and, that's and, just and, me. And right now, because yeah. we had two years of no concerts, that's right? And everybody's going everything. Everybody's performing and people are going. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Toby. Good. I want to see Toby Keith come through and, to, and well, go with know, Adam we, Alexander. We, 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 we hope to, but <laughs> Toby's got some health issues that he's dealing with. Oh, does he really? Yeah, he's got some health stuff. That's oh happening. man, that's I saw bad. something saying that he's. On the on the uptick, but he's got he's had some health stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And since you brought it up, the first movie that CMT Country Music Television did was called Broken Bridges, starring Toby Keith and Kelly Preston. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds was also in that, and yours truly kicked off the movie, given the bad news. <laughs> that was my first movie. Yeah, and I play oh. I play a reporter that's on TV, and 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 I make everybody's bottom lip poke out with the news that I am delivering. Wow. Um, but sets the tone for the movie. Okay. But, yeah, Broken, okay. Br- Broken Bridges. Go check it out if you haven't right. seen it yet. It's a nice little CMT movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
and, and features it features you. That makes it even better. Uh, just for a minute. <laughs> just just for a minute there in the beginning. Hey, Max. Sorry, we took over part of your uh, segment there, but we'll just bleed this in the casting call. We'll edit this all out later on. Don't worry. You are per- <laughs> <laughs> It is no problem whatsoever. But uh, we'll get right into it. So. I don't, I'm sure you guys, I mean, I do know because you guys share when things happen throughout the week, you think of the show or you think about conversations we've had. And so that's definitely happened to me more and more. And so I was at the PFL event last night and it was awesome. Got to connect with a lot of people and I'll get into that. But I was, they have a big screen. And so sometimes you, there's just a, because of the cage, you may not have the best view no matter how close you are. So you, you find yourself looking at the big screen. And my friend was like, hey, did you notice um, what keeps changing on the on the big screen? And I was like, no, what? He was like, you see the AI that they have? And I was like, no, I know about the smart cage and it tells you stats, but what do you mean AI? And he was like, no, they have three judges and then they have an AI judge. Ooh, I was like, what? what? Oh, and man. now the PFL is already very innovative. They have a regular season. Um, even they have the referee with the GoPro. So you, every once in a while they flip to that camera angle, which is really interesting. But I was like, what do you mean an AI judge? And they have an AI scoring the fight. And so they have the three judges, but then what does the AI think? And I guess it's just to get the AI's perspective and it accumulates the stats. And there's some things that obviously the stats don't always tell the whole story in any sport. So that's what's interesting to me because how does the AI dictate who's winning this um, fight because with boxing and with MMA, it's not like basketball where no matter if you know the sport or not, whoever has more points won that game. A lot of the times this is, you have to watch it. It's ring control. It's, it's not just who has more punches thrown. Right. And so that's why I'm like, how can they develop an AI judge in a sport where it's very opinionated? It's not just set in stone on what the score is. So that blew my mind. So immediately I thought of you, Greg, because I know we always talk about AI and stuff. Well, the thing is for what exactly you're talking about, is the worry because it's not black and white. Yeah. And that's what AI hasn't gotten to yet. And that's the crazy part. When it happens, we really got to start to worry. But it doesn't, it doesn't wrap itself around nuance. Mm. And that's a lot of times, at least right now, where that's, that's their blind spot. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I don't know if this is going to catch on. I don't know if there's going to be other sports that look at this where you are just keeping score. And so maybe, like you said, maybe AI officiating things of that nature we're already starting to see it a little bit but that that threw me off because I've always knew about the smart cage I did not know they had an AI judge and it would tell you throughout the bout what the AI is thinking who's winning this fight and so it flipped to it like Whoa. how it does stats I was like yeah. wow that's pretty cool as far as the event itself it was an incredible event very well put together and I ran into the CEO there um, and I didn't get to tell him my scoreboard theory. It wasn't that long of a combo. It was just, uh, but I will tell him that will happen. The PFL event will get the scoreboard first. I'm calling it now. Um, but I also wanted to get into this. So we all have very high expectations for Victor Wembenyama. That's no secret. So if I were to tell you these stats, tell me if this is, I guess, living up to the expectations or not. I'm going to throw some random stats at you, and then I'll tell you who the player is. I guess we could just go with yes or no. Okay. If he averaged 21 and 11 his rookie year, would you think that's comparable to what the expectations are? His rookie year. I'd go 20 for 20 and 11, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd go for that. Okay, that's Tim Duncan. Okay. Okay, and now obviously you're San Antonio. If he averaged. And, think of, and Tim Duncan now com- coming in was a four year right, college right. Player. Forest. And he played next to David Robinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm going to. Right. Yeah, that's why this is interesting. Okay, so speaking of. 
24 and 12, then obviously you'd be like, that's very successful. That was David Robinson's rookie year stats, which is crazy to think about. How about 21, 7, and 6? Would you feel happy with that? What's the 6? Six? 6 assists. Okay. Which he, which he will do that. Right. You think so? Yeah. I, see. Because that's, that's the new big man. It's just like Jokic. Yeah, but here's you know, I mean, I'm an assistant Jokic. That's lo- that was Luka's rookie stats. And you remember how crazy we're like, oh, my God, Luka's rookie year is amazing. So that was Luka's rookie year stats. Yeah. I, go ahead. I think, you, I think you'll be able to do that. I'll throw two more at you. Okay. I'll throw you – people forget about how good this guy's rookie season was, 22-12-3. That would be successful, right, if he had those stats? 22-12-3? Yep. Okay. That was Blake Griffin. He had oh, one of the okay. best wow. rookie seasons. Yeah. And then the next one, we already know Shaq had a crazy dominant rookie season, 23-13. If he had 25-6, and six, would you be happy with that as his rookie year? And the six are? If these happen to be assists, but I'm okay. sure if someone's 7-5, that would be rebounds. Yeah. Rebounds. Um, I would hope he would get more rebounds than that. That was LeBron James's rookie year. Okay. And so I'm just trying to throw some stats at you. Because this guy's expectations are so high, what are we expecting from him right away? Because he is 19. He's not a four-year co- college vet. I'm telling you, this is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting a new category to take off. Ooh. And that is blocks. This dude blocks everything. And yeah. so when you talk about triple-doubles, they're in his world going to be blocks included, not assists, and they may be assists. And I don't know how many quadruple-doubles he's going to get, but one thing we do know that is they have been doing nothing but telling us there are people who shoot from the free-throw line, and this guy is in the paint. He can lunge forward and block the shot. Not only is it like over an 8-foot wingspan, they put a comparison. His wingspan is like two park benches combined. Whoa. City, block, city park benches? Yeah, or? two park benches okay. combined. It was they did a surfboard and then they did like a door. Oh my goodness. Again. Wow. So my point is when yeah. is the last time we talked about blocks in the stats? I mean, you hear about a few, oh, so and so got this many he got a triple double and he had this many yeah, blocks. Right. It's like the else this is gonna be his third category or a second category. So that's my expectation. You you said I had high expectations. Uh, I don't know because again, I'm I'll tell you who I'll throw this out to you too. Who's going to take more abuse their rookie year from people who want to make a point because of the size of their frame? Him or Bryce Young? Mm, I would say Victor. I, uh, just because we've never seen someone 7-5. Yeah, but he ain't touching. He, he, he can go a couple plays without touching the ball. Bryce Young's touching that ball every play. Very true. Yep. Well, they're not going to hit him if he ain't got the ball. How much you want to bet? <laughs> Somebody's going to be well, – it's going to be worth well, well, a 15-yard penalty to send a message. Will it be worth a 15-yard penalty? I believe so, especially if it's a team that ain't playing I, I that well. So. I, we I, know I think every, these dudes. Every, everybody knows that the quarterback has got a halo around him in the National Football League right now. What? They, they do. That want, how many times have we seen people want to make a point? And, and, and now they it's more like Patrick Mahomes on down because he's considered the gold standard. I don't think guys are going to go out and do I, that. I'm not saying injure him. I'm just saying they're going to take a shot at him. He's going to take abuse this year. He's going to get hit. Let's look at the greats that talk about their rookie season and how they got beat up. And how, and how the game has evolved and how officiating with, with, with quarterbacks has changed. And again, I don't think if that there, there's a, I absolutely, this is me, I absolutely believe there's going to be a coach out there who may be getting beat by this kid or having a good game on him, and they say, hey, send a message and knock him on as you know what a few times. Mm. And maybe not blatant, 
to where you do get the penalties. But I again, I wonder. I mean, that's, who's that, going to get? That, who's going to have a rougher but, 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 season that's physically? That, that's the object of the game. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, but I don't think anybody's going to go out and do anything, hit anybody after the whistle, just to prove a point. The two conversations that we heard about these two have been the same. It's about their body frame, right? Yeah. No, that, that's definitely a fair point. The last thing I wanted to ask you guys or run this idea past you is because it is – the NBA – the NFL is the most watched sport in America, that is. The NBA is obviously the most talked about, and I think they do an awesome job of even after the, the postseason, now we're talking about the draft, and now it's player mobility, and then before you know it will be summer league. So they have a great way of always staying relevant. With all this player mobility going on, and we've already talked about a plethora of teams, with Zion Williamson – if you were the Atlanta Hawks, say you were the GM, would you consider exploring a trade for Zion Williamson, considering it looks like the Pelicans could be moving off of him? We've heard those reports. We've heard those rumors. We know how great he is when he plays. The biggest concern is his availability. If you were the GM of the Atlanta Hawks right now, would you explore bringing Zion to Atlanta? Okay. No. Are you in a, no. 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 Well, there were two questions you asked. A, yeah. would I consider it? I can consider it yeah, just sitting I, over I, lunch. Yeah. But okay, I would Would make... you pursue it, I guess? No. No, not at all. Wow. Not at all. What do you know of him? What's the one thing you are guaranteed to know about Zion Williamson's game or him as, as an NBA professional so far? I think we know two things. One, okay. he's amazing when he plays. Two, he may not always be available to play. There you go. Yeah. And which one of those are key to you making a decision? Availability is the best ability. There you go. So yeah. that's my answer. How about yeah. you? Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm afraid I'm doing the same thing. With, with what we saw him do, you know, early on in high school and that one year of college, we say, okay, great. Since that time, we don't have anything to judge him on because we ain't seen him. I'm, we, you at, know, we ain't seen, we ain't seen, we ain't seen, we haven't, no, seen the, we haven't seen the guy play. Right. It's a great point. I'm having, I'm, as we talked about this earlier, we talked about what's going on with Golden State and Draymond, talked about Marcus Smart leaving Boston, going to Memphis. I'm actually wondering if it's worth – now, I would consider this before the other one that you mentioned. Is Dylan Brooks worth considering to bring on here to be a presence and some kind of enforcer or somebody to bring – I mean, I don't even know how to to say this, but is he – would you want him on this team, this Hawks team? No. Or for special – no. His 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 defensive presence may be a good thing, but I think when you need a team that needs a veteran in the locker room, adding more like not more, but adding maybe someone that could be immature seems to be his tag. May yeah, not I was be the say best knucklehead, thing. But, but okay. That's I have one wise. last question before we sure. go on break, but I didn't know if you wanted to okay. answer, Greg. Where were you guys when you heard the passing of Michael Jackson? Because I know it's the anniversary. I was in the living room watching footage on the passing of Farrah Fawcett. Wow. I was in L.A. Wow. No, wait, Michael's happened. Was it first? I was in L.A. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So what no, time she, of day was it that she, you heard? Oh, she she passed that morning. That's morning. Okay, yeah. She so I was watching. Morning. Yeah, she, Farrah she, Fawcett. She went from being in front page yep. to like page three or four. And there was speculation when it came to my Michael's passing and the way they covered it was almost like an elected official passing. They had covered. Let's double check. Let's make sure. Well, let, well, well, you know, and, and I'm in L.A. and it was the day that we were getting ready to come back home. From out there, and the radio stations just started playing his music, and nobody was saying anything. Yeah, but the radio stations just started playing his music, and you started saying, "Well, something's going on." What Michael Jackson? You hearing that? And that's the way it went. Being in in Los Angeles at the time it happened, mm. so I'll never, I'll never forget. I was actually where were there. you? Do you remember it? Yeah, I was actually training MMA. I was at practice, and then I remember everyone just stopped and like, "Guys, guys, guys, turn on the radio!" They're like, "You won't believe what just happened." 
and everyone just stopped what they were doing. We just all huddled around the radio. Who's the most famous person that's passed in your lifetime? It's probably him. See, that's this is what I'm thinking about, and I'm not going to say nothing bad about that, yeah. but he seems to forget Muhammad Ali passed during his lifetime. That's true, too. Okay. I was about to say it was either him or Ali, but I didn't know who was more famous between the two. Ali's personally, my, I, I enjoy now Ali. There's a, there's a conversation. But, but, but Ali it's relative, was, though. Yeah. And while he wasn't an act, or as active, we saw a decline within Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. We see a decline. But Michael Jackson was preparing was just more to go instant, more tragic. You know, Jackson was preparing to go on tour, remember. But I did think of Ali, too. I just didn't know who you would say between the two. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm sitting here just naming There's some people screaming at the radio bringing up Aretha's name. You know what I mean? Well, I think, again, I, I'm just saying it's right, right, music right. is relative sports. You could have we, these conversations go on and have gone on for yeah. for decades. And and, and, and Prince, I mean, yeah. you know, there I you mean, go. So, so you got folks like that that was it's sudden and you're not expecting it. And some people you see a decline. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a bit different. Sam and Greg is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game heading up in this eight o'clock hour. There's oh. a college coach go over ahead, in Sam. Alabama. Us, There's a college coach in Alabama. <laughs> That's got <laughs> that's got a point to make, and he's letting people have it, and it ain't the dude in Tuscaloosa. Having said that, and your voice went up, uh, stick around to find out who that is. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 